Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Craig F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, today's date is October 16th, 2023. Uh, today, we're going to be reading from the big book, uh, and we're on page, excuse me, I've got a pin in my way. We're on page 158, uh, the fifth paragraph that starts, so you see there were three alcoholics in that town through uh, the one paragraph, the very room vacated by the lawyer. Um, today's readers are uh, Sue L. for the steps, or Rachel P. is going to do the tradition. Nancy P is our first reader. Darlene H is going to do one page one sixty four. Um, newcomer greeters, Colleen, I hope, and Pete B is the host for the second hour. Um, the reference numbers for yesterday, Sunday special edition, are uh, twenty thousand seven forty five. Preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members who are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Sue L. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. Sue L., recovered compulsive overeater from Texas. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to read the steps, and I pass. All right. Thank you very much. Next, we're going to have Rachel P. do the 12 traditions. Rachel, thank you. Good morning. This is Rachel P. Recovered Compulsive Reader in Pennsylvania. The 12 traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should refrain should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA may not never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate it. Thanks for stepping in. Helping us out. Okay, um, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let everyone know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book uh, on page uh, 158, uh, the fifth paragraph. So you see there were three alcoholics through one paragraph, the very room vacated by the lawyer. Uh, I'm going to ask Nancy P. to get us started. Nancy? Hi. Hi. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. 
So you see, there were three alcoholics in that town who now felt they had to give to others what they had found or be sunk. After several failures to find others, a fourth turned up. He came through an acquaintance who had heard the good news. He proved to be a devil-may-care young fellow whose parents could not make out whether he wanted to stop drinking or not. They were deeply religious people, much shocked by their son's refusal to have anything to do with the church. He suffered horribly from his sprees, but it seemed as if nothing could be done for him. He consented, however, to go to the hospital where he occupied the very room recently vacated by the lawyer. So, um, I guess I read this paragraph quickly because I found out four minutes ago that I was going to be sharing on this, but I think a body at rest tends to stay at rest and a body in motion tends to stay in motion. That's like a law of physics, the law of inertia. And these three original guys, Bill, Bob, and um, whatever his name was, the lawyer, um, these guys knew. They knew from their own actual experience, their own data gathered in their own miserable lives that they had to continue on or they would die. And today, for me, it's my honor, privilege, and joy to work with other people. I do it now, today, because it turned into a mechanism. That's how. That's the mechanism by which I continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness. That's my next function. After I complete my amends, I next, my next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. How do I do that? By this, by doing this. That's what I've done, and that's what I continue to do. And it's the only thing that matters, helping other people. It's the purest form, you know, the most unvarnished way that the 12th step works in my life today. I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely a fan of spiritual wakefulness, but the, the jewel in the crown of the jewel in the crown is the helping, the carrying the message to other people. Um, and in the very, very, very end, I do it because it's good for me. I've said, you know, that could be selfish, but, you know, why not? You know, I'm helping other people with no thought of compensation. It's altruistic. It's altruism. That's what I've done and continue to do. Um, you know, if I, I said before, if I had to smoke a pack of cigarettes to stay recovered, there would be a very likely chance that I'd fall off hacking my way out of my bed at night, you know, have coffee, because that's what I used to do when I smoked. But luckily for me, what I have to do is bear witness to others that this process works. It works fast, it works well, and it works completely. How else? I mean, this is the Holmesian method. You know, whenever you consider all of the data and whatever, is, when you've discounted the impossible, whatever is left, however improbable, must be the truth. How else can I explain one day eating donuts in my car, sobbing, sobbing and crying with each tear torn out of my body with, you know, like it was so hard to even cry because I was eating. Um, and the very next day, the very next day, December 1st of 2017, and for the next almost six years, never, ever, ever hurting myself with food ever under any circumstances. And then the added bonus, it's the only thing I've ever done where I get more benefit from the same effort. A runner, which I'd rather eat glass, but if I were, I could run out my door and collapse on the corner. And then maybe the next day, run around the corner next day and finally get to some place where I could run for a few miles. But the most I could ever run is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But then I have to sleep. I have to do my chores, all that. This work continues to pay benefits more and more every single day. Once I found my sweet spot of service meetings, you know, working with others, all that, I found a, a balance of what works in my life. Um, you know, the process just has 
unleashed this vast capacity for joy and light. And my life is packed full of wonderfulness and amazingness. And this is for every single one of us, whether you're eating or not, whether you're sad, happy, mad, or glad, everybody gets the same. Everybody. The only thing that you have to do, the one caveat is one thing. Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And my life is your life. Every life is just going to be packed full. I swear it on my daughter's life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so very much, uh, Nancy, for getting us started. All right. Now we're going to take a list of names of people that would like to share. Um, I want to remind you that we ask you that if you've shared in the last uh, two days, that's Thursday or Friday on any of the vision meetings, that you hold back and let other people have a chance today uh, to, to share. There's usually 400 people or more on this line, and let's get uh, everybody's thoughts uh, plugged in. So, uh, who would like to share? Uh, uh, Jerry P. Katie Boston. Elise Elise N. All right. I missed a few people, I think. Um, I've got uh, Nancy P., uh, Sherry, I think it was P., I've got Katie G., I've got Larry K., I've got Elise M. Who did I miss? Ann A. Ann A. Good morning. Yeah. Who else? Vicki V. Vicki V. Anybody else? All right. Well, that's uh, six. So let's give that a swirl. Uh, Sherry P., will you tell us? where you're from uh, so that people can find you if they want to find you on the list. Uh, I'm Jerry P. and I'm from Central Florida. I have a bit of a list, so it's actually Jerry, like Tom and Jerry, but it's okay. Everybody gets it that way. Um, All right. My phone number, you said? No, no, just uh, go ahead and share. Oh, thank you for your service. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater, and I live in the solution today. I'm so grateful to be here today because today is the only day that's the most important day of my life. Um, The words that jumped out at me in the passage were when it talked about the need to carry the message to other people, otherwise they'd be sunk. Um, You know, this message is how the message I'm carrying, the way I was taught and the way I was sponsored is that the message I'm carrying is how I've woken up spiritually. Uh, using the steps, what I do with other people is I present them the program um, to the best of my ability. You know, I've just had a renaissance of my recovery in OA, you know, as if things couldn't get, you know, even better from losing 100 pounds and I became a Fulbright, I became an Oxford fellow, and I mind you, I'm somebody who dropped out with a GED, you know, now I speak five languages, et cetera, et cetera. Um, something is happening to me spiritual where I'm growing an understanding of an effectiveness. I'm not trying to run from my, my life, and I don't have to confront the negative circumstances of my life through pain. 
I'm open to the lesson that God's giving me, and I'm open to God's will for my life. This did come about from a really painful experience. You know, I recently left another fellowship where I did not know they've been having a collapse because people don't perceive it as a 12-step fellowship. But one of the red flags that's related to the reading was that nobody was sponsoring. And this was across the country. There was a dearth of sponsors. You know, what I learned the painful way was that somehow the disease had worked itself into the interactions in the group. And there was a very intense self-focus, intense self-pity, focus on resentments particularly. It's actually a part of the practices of the program. When I'm in that state and when we're in that state collectively, sponsoring, carrying a message to others, interacting with others, loving and accepting others, perceiving people, seeing them as they are for themselves without me projecting who I need them to be or projecting my fears onto them, If I'm not well, sponsoring does not happen. You know, I continue to turn inwards. I continue to be alienated from a message of healing and recovery, and I will compulsively overeat. The urges, the cravings will continue if I close in on myself. That's what I meant when I said I'm so grateful to be here today because I normally don't have time to listen to this meeting, but Vision for You is one of the first meetings that I refer newcomers to. Because of whatever, you know, opinions there are about food plans, et cetera, this group I know is committed to the the program, the spiritual program, the solution offered from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I can't express enough how critical this is, that it is dangerous for us to veer away from the actual program, the actual message, because immediately something can, can be created that is ultimately destructive to ourselves and to other people. And that's the experience that I just left. So thank you all for your service. Thank you for letting me share. And if no one told you that they love you today, let me be the first and I'll pass. All right. Uh, Thank you very much, Jerry. Um, Next up, we have Katie G from Boston. Katie. Hey, Craig. Sorry about that. I was, uh, anyway. My name is Katie G. Good morning, everyone. Katie G recovered from compulsive eating in Boston. And um, yeah, when I came in, the last thing I wanted to do was focus on anyone else. The last thing I wanted to do was help anyone else because I really knew or I felt like I knew in my heart of hearts that I needed help. And the only way that I needed help was to give to myself and to find you and make you give to me, right? And it is so amazing. I remember at my first meeting hearing the woman that became my first sponsor being like, oh, I have to help others. And I'm like, that's your problem, but my benefit, right? And, um, you know, I came in here 145 pounds. I lost too much weight. I've had to put on weight in the recovery program. But I'll tell you what, there is nothing more amazing than the benefit of working with someone who calls you and is not nose messy crying because they've lost too much weight or they can't get out of the food or they've got their finger down their throat. Why? Because I've been there and I can say, you know what, there is hope. The other thing that came to my heart <clears throat> was it was talking about um, they, we, I have to give to others um, or I'll be sunk, right? And on page 17, we're rescued from a shipwreck and we have this joy in escape, like we have that camaraderie. 
But that's the only, that's not the most important. What's most important about this shipwreck is that we are bound together, that there is a solution. Almost no one likes the self-searching, the leveling, leveling of our pride um, that this process requires for its successful consummation. And the way to level my pride is to help another person. And I know that this is not what we're talking about, but I also need to say that a more important demonstration lies in my home, my occupation, and my affairs. So I have got to help the next compulsive eater, and I have got to be putting myself out there on the line. Even when I'm not an available sponsor, I'm calling newcomers. I'm asking how I can help right? But I also need to help my family. You know, I'm a, I'm a mom of a young family, and I don't want to help my family. I want to stay on this line for 10 hours. I want to help all of you. I want to do all the service on Vision for You. Sorry, guys, but I do, right? But I need to hang up the phone, and I need to demonstrate the change of heart that I've had in my family. Like, how about Katie do the dishes? Katie do the laundry? How about you make a nice dinner? And you know what? Like has been previously said, what a privilege right? Like, what a privilege. I'm not looking. It's all found in St. Francis of Assisi. I told my sponsor this morning, if you have a problem, God help me seek to understand and to be understood, to give rather than receive, right? To love rather than be loved. So if you have a problem, seek St. Francis of Assisi. And I'm grateful to be here and so grateful that I get to give to others today. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Craig. Perfect timing. Thanks, Katie. Um, okay, next up we have uh, Larry Kay from Chicago. Larry, go ahead. Hey, Craig. If no one told you I love you today, I don't love you so much. No, I love you, Craig. Okay, uh, Larry Kay, recovered compulsive from Chicago. Um, you know, when I, read, when I read these early accounts in the big book of the first few hopeless drunks, you know, they were getting sober. I'm reminded of the contrast between how simple the message of recovery was and just how complicated we can make it today. You know, if we break down, you know, if we break this down, what's the heart of the matter here? What are they conveying? Well, the heart of the matter comes down to three simple questions that they address. You know, what is the problem? What is the solution to the problem? And how do we bring that solution to light? In other words, how does this solution become real for me, become manifest for me? And these simple questions that haven't changed from 19, let's say, 35 to October of 2023, some 80, 88 years, I'm not good at math, you know, it's the question is, why is it that all of us became so desperately ill from eating? Well, I got the allergy, I've got the mental obsession. And two, how and why have we all recovered? How did they recover from an utterly hopeless condition of mind and body? Well, they had a spiritual awakening. So why? Why did they have a spiritual awakening? So they could become usefully whole. And what do I have to do to get over it? What, 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 what's the, you know, what do I have to do to manifest this? Well, I have to work the steps. You know, imagine for a moment if, 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 they, if, these, if Bill, Bob, or the others said something different. You know, what if they handed him a workbook to do a deep dive into his woundedness, into his unconsciousness? You know, what if they spoke to him at length about the necessity of, of the drinking? You better get yourself a, an expert in a plan of drinking. No, they said you're going to have to figure out your alcohol and put, put it the hell down. 
and the same today with our food, despite the complexity. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they stressed the notion that if he made, they didn't stress the notion that if, if he made enough Oxford group meetings, he would, he would, you know, he would, he would make it. He wouldn't die of alcoholism if he would just get to enough Oxford group meetings. They didn't say that, nor did Dr. Young, didn't, he didn't tell Roland Hazard, go find a better wife, go find a better job. My goodness sakes, go find a better plan of drinking. He said, go find a spiritual awakening. See, our problem is not resentments. Our problem is not fears. Our problem is not sex conduct. None of those things. Those are merely markers of our spiritual malady. Our problem is lack of power. I have to access power. And there's no spiritual angle to this program for me. There's just, there's no rapid because I'm out of time. It's like saying, I'm going to tell you about the breathing angle of living, the oxygen angle. No, it's all about breathing. I'm so grateful for this. With that, I pass. Thanks, Greg. All right, Larry. Thank you. Next, we have Elise M. Elise, will you please tell us where you're from? Hi. Hi. Good morning. I'm Elise N. from from, uh, Boca Raton. Um, Thank everybody for their service. Um, listening to this, and again, it's, you know, the focus is on helping others. Um, I'm going through the steps right now. I'm on step four and um, coming to the point where hopefully coming to the point soon where I'll be able to sponsor. Um, but I I am, it's my, my failure in quotes, my... Um, downfalls that are my most helpful things that I can sponsor with. I'm a chronic relapser. I've been in this program over 30 years, and I've been up and down, um, and I've been, uh, you know, with, like, intervals of of, um, abstinence. But um, this time it's really uh, going through the steps and having a feeling of neutrality around the food um, someone said to me, it's really hard for people around the holidays. We just had Jewish holidays where there's about six meals you're sitting, like six Thanksgiving meals you're sitting together with other people. And there were foods there that I would want to eat that I didn't eat. Um, but none of them were, I, was, I wasn't craving any of them. And I wasn't, I wasn't deeply upset over any of them. Um, and I questioned maybe I could do this which I'll discuss with my sponsor if I think there's anything I can do. But um, I I really um, am here if anybody needs needs to call and is still struggling with a relapse or struggling with not being able to put their food down. Uh, I, I'm here to talk to between the hours of 12 and 9, 12 noon and 9 p.m., um, which my name can be found on the member list, and so that even even though I'm not able to sponsor yet, I'm able available for outreach. Um, the other thing this program has taught me is to redirect my feelings so that I can be of service to God and others. And right now, I have a lot of um, friends, family in Israel that are on the front lines, 
um, or just in areas where it's been where it's very dangerous. And um, I, I started a prayer group in my house, and we 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 pray every night. And I also started a meeting in my house on on uh, the weekend on on Saturdays, so that you know I have that comfort also. Um, and I've I've learned from program and from other religious sources, my other religious sources that. If I have tears, you know, rather than cry, put my tears to use and and pray. Um, and I'm very grateful to be here. This meeting has helped me to get my abstinence back and it has helped me to, uh, um, you know, start working the steps again. And I'm very grateful. I pass. All right. Thank you, Elise. Next we have Anna from New York. Anne. Hi, this is Vicky V. Thank no, you all. Anna's name. Oh, I'm Anna so sorry. Hi, thank you so much, Craig. Um, thank you, everyone, yeah. for your beautiful and beautiful share, starting with Nancy Pease. You know, I recently actually um, saw um, the uh, painting of this room with the um, with the first three with. And it's not like the prince. There's this light that's in this room. It's golden. And and the expression of Bill Dodson's face, you could see that he's having a spiritual awakening. And um, I can just imagine number four in the same bed. This painting is called um, Came to Believe, though a lot of people refer it to as the man in the bed but came to believe you could see that the spirits in this painting and either Bill or Bob has the blue, um, has the big book. And, um, last night, um, I was going out to dinner and a friend who I took to an OA meeting in the spring, uh, called me and who's in a rehab and asked for a cheeseburger. And, I said, I, I was startled by the request, but I said, of course, I'll bring you a cheeseburger. And so here, um, went to dinner, and I brought her a cheeseburger, and um, it was isolated, but it's a beautiful town, and it's 8 o'clock at night, and I'm looking for her, and the staff showed me where the, she was, and I brought her a cheeseburger, and she asked me why did I do that. I said, because it's part of my program. If I don't give back, I'm not going to keep what I've been given, so graciously given. And um, we talked program, but she's not there yet. And when I came home, I was very happy I did this. Spent a half hour with her. When I came home, I looked at my paper calendar because I was away at the convention I said, oh, goodness, I missed my last session with a spiritual person. I said, that's okay. I was needed. I was doing God's work. I'm just so grateful that when my creator calls me at at interesting times, that I'm there to say yes, that I'm there to give back. And I'm just so grateful I can share this. And with that, I pass. Thank you. 
Okay, and thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we have Vicky V. Vicky, now it's your turn. And then we're going to take thank another you, look at the new name. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, it's you, amazing how well, yeah. my. Go ahead. Tell us where you're from. I'm sorry, Long Island, New York. It is amazing how my human condition wanted me to feel shame over the fact that I spoke before it was my turn. And, uh, you know, thank God for the second thought today is my loving God telling me it's okay to make mistakes, child. I totally identify with this paragraph uh, today, especially upon becoming recovered in this program. I believed with my whole being that working with others was the only insurance that was available in this program. But what happened? What changed? I did My life became slowly unmanageable, and then quickly I stopped working with others. Once my last sponsor recovered, I needed time. I needed to do all these things in my life. I needed to control the chaos that was happening. And if I told on myself to anybody, it was people that were not in the OA program. After COVID, I hadn't been to one face-to-face meeting, and everybody that I did tell about or knew me and what was going in my life, they gave me permission to feel sorry for myself. As the big book says, right, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink. There were signs, behavioral signs, that sparked an awareness deep inside that I was teetering on the edge of self-will and God's will. I slowly transitioned to fitting this program into my unmanageable life instead of fitting my life into the program. I relapsed eating my abstinent food because I became mindless and foggy and weighed down by my own self-will. So here I am, hopeless, restless, irritable, and discontent, happily re-engaging and hopeful that I can have what you all so eagerly give away. Thank God that I know the path. I know where the path is today because my whole life, I didn't know there was a path to recovery. And I did not, when I first came in here as a sugar addict, I did not um, identify as a compulsive overeater, but now I have no doubt. So thank you all for being here today, and I pass. Thank you, Vicki. Okay, uh, next we're ready to take a list of name, a new list of names. So who else would like to share on this paragraph? The paragraph oh, yeah. is page 158, the fifth paragraph. Who? Kelly. Oh, hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> there you. Who else? Now's your chance. The paragraph's page 158, the fifth paragraph. Melissa, thank you. Roz G. Roz G. Who else? Here, F. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't get that first name. Something F. Here, S-H-I-R. F. S-H-I-R. All right, thank you, Sheer. And Debbie and Judas FP. And let's go ahead with that lineup. Kelly S. 
from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Kelly, go ahead. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for your service. Hey, guys, Kelly S. with the EY. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, recovered compulsive eater and bulimic here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Yeah, I wanted to share on this paragraph because um, so I am selfish and self-centered to the extreme, and my sponsor that I'm working with, um, when I started the work originally, that was like one of the requirements, you know, that that she would take me through the work and I had to um, commit to work with others. And I was like, I was willing to go to any length, so I said, yes, whatever. Okay, I'll do that. And um, so, you know, I got through the work, and, and that's why I make my commitment. And the thing I want to tell you guys that's been shared on the line, so here's the thing. I don't do it because, oh, my God, I just love working with people. This is so wonderful. It's a highlight of my day. Okay, it is, it is, once I'm doing it. But when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, time for this. You know, all these wonderful gifts we get from the program as we hear start to take away our program, right? And so I'm like, I'm busy. I've got things to do. I work full time. I've got kids. I've got grandkids. I mean, I don't want time for that. You know, talking to newcomers, you guys know how much time that takes. I mean, working through the book with people, that's a lot of work, right? I mean, these hookup calls, those aren't too bad, 10, 15 minutes, but working with others, really? Okay, so here's the thing. So Nowhere in the book does it have the word sponsor. It says working with others, and it said they had to continue to work, right? Or they drink again, or they eat again, and that's the thing. So when before I had my relapse, you know, I had this idea that I had sponsees, right? They were checking in, so I thought I had sponsees. No, these people had been recovered. I hadn't gone through the work. I hadn't done a four-step with another person in two and a half years, okay? Bill makes it clear in his story that when all else fails, intensive work with others saves the day. It saves the day. So when all else fails, so that's a a huge thing he's telling, it saves the day. And then it says work and self-sacrifice, not convenient. Of course, I joke that it's always inconvenient for me, but I will tell you as an addict, nothing gets me off higher than working with with people, getting doing the work. Every time I hang up for my sponsees, I'm in a high. Every time I think, you think I remember this, right? But I'm not, I'm an addict, I'm selfish. And then when it comes time again, oh, i got to do this again, right? But then I work with my sponsees, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. I'm texting my sponsor, telling her all the time. I go, I get such a high from this shit, right? But it's like you have to do it to experience. So if you're one of those people thinking, oh, my God, that's going to be a lot. I really have to do this, right? Well, first of all, I do it because the book tells me I have to. I don't want to lose what I have. I'm recovered. I'm neutral today. I am living by spiritual principles. That's a big trick, big key in this thing, it tells us. And today, it's, you know, if I don't do intensive work, self-sacrifice, I'm going to go back. I don't want to go back. So I'm willing to do it because the book tells me, you guys tell me, and when I do it, I love it. I got to tell you that. So grateful today. I'm willing to do it and uh, self-sacrifice. Thanks, Craig, for your service. Good to hear you on the line. Pass. All right. Good to hear you too, Kelly. Thank you. Okay. Next, we have Melissa C. Melissa, tell us where you're from. I think I know, but I don't yeah, want to hello. guess. <laughs> hey, good morning. Uh, my name is Melissa Day, recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um, yeah, thanks for your service this morning. So, you know, if I sit around and I think a lot about uh, working with others, I, I can give a hundred reasons why I don't have time to take on another person. You know, if I look at my my life and I say, oh my gosh, I got this mom with dementia. And I now is really asking for more support with her. And I got 
my kids, and I have my job, and I've got to, you know, frankly, i got a lot of time to see. i got enough people to work with. If I sit around and think about it, I give 100 reasons, you know, why I require more time for myself. But i got to tell you, like, I don't do really well with time to myself. Time to myself never really worked out so well for a woman like me. I, um, my disease never let me have time to myself. You know, that was a lie. Every time I would spend for myself, it was it was somehow um, numbed out with enormous amounts. And when I sit around too long, I get swirly in the brain, you know. And so I look at it on paper, I might say, yeah, I can't take on it. But the directions you say, and I was glad Kelly said it, it's intensive work with newcomers. Not convenient work, not occasional work, but with some intensity, you know, with some working hard work. And actually, it's intensive work with others. So it's actually work that's spreading community, not sponsor working on, but people working side by side. Well, work with, I get this incredible opportunity to meet someone who is suffering. And I say it's an incredible opportunity because it's an answer. You know, these 12 steps are, are the answer. And it's like, how do you, if you've experienced a miracle of healing, you can't help but want to share the good news with other people. I mean, that's just been my experience. And so I have those conversations with people, and you can see that something clicks inside and they want this thing. And, you know, the first awakening means that the God of my understanding has entered my heart and lifted away with me. And somehow gives me enough time to do the thing that he wants me to do. And I would allow that time to bring in Facebook. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you very much. Okay, next we have Roz G from California. Roz, tell us specifically where you're from. Hi, Craig. Okay. I'm from a little city in the Antelope Valley called Palmdale. And Palmdale is a part of Los Angeles County, California. So thank you for letting me share. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale. Well, <laughs> I'm so used to saying it that way now. Um, and thanks, everybody, for their service this morning. Um, I attend another uh, group of meetings where it's you know, highly, it's stressed a lot where they say, find your 100, you know, about how in the book it says a hundred of, you know, a hundred, more than a hundred have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And they say, get your 100, you know, sponsees. And um, I I haven't counted the number of sponsees I've had, but there are many. Uh, I haven't counted a thousand sponsees, but I was getting my car done. My phone uh, uploaded in my car, like synced, and the guy said, you have a 1,000 contacts. It's going to take a while. Most of, a lot of my contacts are OA people, program people, so many people in there. And, um, and I've been around for 20 years, and as I heard in the first year, I have, you know, I've found a sweet spot. You know, my, my sweet spot is like right after this meeting from 5 to 6 a.m. Pacific time, I take two people in half an hour increments. And uh, 
that just works really well. There's no interruptions. It's very quiet. There's time for me to, you know, be effective and focus and, and have and have a message from the heart and, you know, have that doctor's opinion where it says, you know, frothy emotional appeal felt, uh, seldom suffices. We must have a message of depth and weight. And in the morning when I first wake up, I'm alert. I'm, a, you know, I'm a morning pe- a person and I'm able to give that message of depth and weight. And I'm sure you could all testify to say that we've tried so many, I've tried so many times to, to sponsor and most of them have, have not, you know, continued. Most, many of them have. It is such a blessing to take a person all the way up to the 12th step. But when the person is not ready or they don't, they don't continue or they find uh, what I have to say and do is just not for them, I'm the one who has gained experience, knowledge, and gratitude for not overeating because I got back my, my nose back into this book and spread the word to them. So it is a joy and a pleasure, and I must sponsor other people because I do not want to go back there. Thank you, and I pass. Okay, thanks, Ross. All right, uh, next we have a Sheer F. Sheer? Tell us where you're from. Hi there. I'm sorry. Um, it took me a minute to unmute. Um, I'm Sheer F from Northern New York. And um, yeah, I have been thinking for quite a while now that I need a new sponsee. Um, I need to connect with newcomers. I have three sponsees, but they are through the steps. And so, you know, I don't have that immediacy of kind of going back through the steps myself, which I need to do, which when I do it with a sponsee, it triggers, you know, my unfinished work and my ability to connect with my higher power through the steps and to kind of take care of those little niggling bits that are still are still hanging around. And I, I, <laughs> I so identified with the previous um caller who was talking about, oh, I'm too busy, I'm self-pity, and blah, 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 poor me, I have so much to do, and I do, and I'm very stressed out, but at the same time, I'm not alone, I have a higher power, um, I have colleagues to help me, and I I was at a meeting last night where we talked about accepting help, and if I can accept help in the things that I need help with, then maybe I can help somebody else with the things that they need help with and um, we can share the burden and also share the joy because one thing I shared about um, help is that when I give help and it's accepted it's it is a true joy somebody else said that and just that it never seems like a good idea to take the time that I feel like I don't have and um, spend it on you know, working with others, but at the same time, I mean, it seems like a good idea intellectually, but then when the time comes, it's like, oh, I don't have time. But then when I do it, it just feels so gratifying. And um, I never, I almost never have the time to stay on for the eight o'clock hour, newcomer names and 
also to put myself out there as a sponsor. So I'm just going to say right now I'm on the phone list and um, anyone who wants to call or who wants to be on the steps, I'm more than happy to work with you because <laughs> I have to fit my life into programs and not program into my life. My food's been getting squirrely and I'm, you know, my, if we think about yesterday's for today had this image of, you know, the, the road of compulsive eating being this nice smooth path because it numbs all the bad parts. Um, and I'm starting to walk and then there's the path of recovery, which is a little rough. And sometimes I hit a bump and I actually go off the path. And then I think, okay, I got to get back on the path. And the way to do that is to work with somebody else to remember how serious this disease is, how awful I felt when I was deep in it. And I just, I don't want to go there again. I want to be happy, joyous, free, and useful. Um, useful in the program and useful in life. And I can only be useful in life to the extent that I am recovered. And so um, I'm just so grateful for this program and for this meeting, which always kind of sets me on the right path. And um, I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Sheer. Okay, next we have uh, Sue Ann W. Uh, Sue Ann? Sue Ann? Sue Ann, tell us where you're from when you get on, please. While she's getting on, I remind everybody we're on page 158, the fifth paragraph. It says, so you see there were three alcoholics through the very room vacated by the lawyer. One paragraph. Sam W., are you going to, are you there? Well, maybe she had to get off. Um Let's go ahead and go to Judith S.P. Judith, tell us where you're from. Good morning, everybody. Okay. Thank you, God, for bringing me here into this beautiful day. Thank you, Craig, for your service and everybody for being here. The connection is what I need. Um, and I get it every day when I turn to my higher power, whom I call God. And uh, through this marvelous program that I continue to access and work every day in a most incredible way, uh, I have been catapulted into the fourth dimension. And it's interesting because sometimes I flip back into the third dimension and leave my higher power outside floating around somewhere in the fourth dimension. And there was silence today in terms of people stepping up to share. And uh, not that I plan, you know, today I'll share or whatever, but I felt like a little kid who the teacher or the parent pushes him onto the stage. They don't quite want to go. And my higher power helped me so that I'm here sharing with you. And to me, when I go through the big book, I start with the word we. And we is the most powerful word to me 
because it means I'm never alone. And um, working with others, um, connecting with others, guiding others, whatever terminology that comes to mind, is a privilege and an honor. And uh, as recently as yesterday, things program started taking up my calendar or I kept putting it on the calendar. And I also had something I had to do for myself. And what I did is in terms of my own quieting my mind and unlearning so I can relearn again, I turned to God and I said, God, please help me with my scheduling so that I can do what I need to do to serve others through my service and also get these quote-unquote errands taken care of. And immediately someone called and um, sort of took themselves off my schedule. Someone else needed to reschedule. And what I thought was packed became open and I could breathe. So it was turning to God. When I continually stay consciously connected to God, my service to others can flow in a stream of life way. And I kind of say to myself sometimes, thank you, God, for me never hearing you're too busy right now. Because God, for me, is never too busy. God is always available. Because as a human being, I have imperfections, and I can share my experience, strength, and hope with others through both my challenges and my joys. And it's through God's direction and protection that I move forward in connecting with others imperfectly, but my commitment to my recovery, my reminder. and spiritual awakening every day is number one. And with that, I pass. Thank you for letting me share. All right. Thank you, Judith. All right. Uh, Sue Ann, W., did you get back on? Uh, are you there? Okay, we really don't have time for to take any more names. So uh, with that, we're going to uh, transition here. Um, all right. Uh, thank you for everyone who shared. Um, today's date, well... Um, I guess um, thanks for everyone who you shared. The, today's uh, ID is 20,746. I hope my clock isn't fast again. I reset it. Um, but um, if it is, um, sorry. Uh, anyway, so we're going to close now with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Um, Will uh, Darlene H. please read uh, A Vision for You? Uh, Our book is meant to be suggestive. Good morning. This is Darlene H. from Georgia. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning 
meditation, what you can do each day for the man who is still sick? Uh, the right answer, the answers will come, sorry, if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you are surely and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.